You are listening to the sermons of Mission Hills United Methodist Church. We are a reconciling congregation in San Diego, California, who believes in loving God by loving all, connecting faith and community through worship and serving others. To find out more about our worship community, visit us at our website at missionhillsumc.org. Thanks for listening. Our scripture today comes from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 6, verses 8b through 10. For your God knows what you need before you ask. So pray this way. Our God in heaven, may your name be honored. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The word of God for God's people. Thanks be to God. At our worship planning retreat a few months ago, our staff were talking about how we were going to be in a worshipful space the Sundays following this presidential election. What are the messages that we need to get across? How is God speaking? Where are we in need of guidance? And finally, how will scripture reveal a response to those questions? Now, if I'm being honest with you, we created a theme and we we started to think about some questions that we might need to reflect on, but we weren't sure. It was a tough conversation for all of us. And we did. We had some important conversations as a ministry team about our intentions. And there were a few things that were very important for us. Something that was important to us was to recognize the diversity of political ideologies among you all, our church family. No matter what these votes decided, some of us would be disappointed and deeply hurt. And some of us would be excited and celebratory. No matter the result of the election, we knew that division was still going to be part of that puzzle. The other thing that was and is important to us as church leaders is that no matter who won the election, that we not lose sight of our values as Christians. I've seen a lot of posts going around this week on Facebook that say, that say something like, no matter who wins, Jesus is king. And I get why that's helpful to some people. And I also have a fundamental problem with that statement being thrown around in terms of the election because it's not specific enough. What does it mean to say that Jesus is king? What does it not say? And then how will we live that out? Thousands of years ago, Jesus taught us how to pray. But it was more than prayer. Because through this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught us how we are to live. How we are to live out that notion that Jesus is king. 
In the 1700s, the founder of the Methodist movement, John Wesley, he wrote this study guide on the Lord's Prayer where he refers to it as, quote, the prayer that continues all we can reasonably pray for. The prayer that contains all we can reasonably pray for. And so this week, we're focused on the first part of the Lord's Prayer, which you've heard twice already today. And as we look closer at this today and then again next week, I want you to think about this phrase that you might have seen all over your Facebook walls, Jesus is King. And as you think about this phrase, think about how we are being called to act if we really believe that to be true. Our God. These first two words of the Lord's Prayer are so simple yet they're fundamental to this prayer. Our God. It's not my God. It's not your God. It's not the Democrats' God, right? It's ours. Our God means that while there may be division over certain things, when it comes to God, there is no such thing. There is no ownership over God from a single party. Our God indicates that what is good for the individual must be good for the community. Because at the end of the day, it's about us, about we, not me. In South Africa, there's a word for this called Ubuntu. I am because we are. This is why when we praise God, it's often in community. We take communion together, for example. We can worship together in person or through a screen. We pray for each other. We worship through standing up for other people, through learning about cultures that are different from our own. We give thanks for those in our life who remind us about the character of God. God's universality is made known through relationship, through the truth that God really is our God. Our God who art in heaven. God in heaven has a vantage point that none of us do. We can try and see from another perspective or we can look at things from a more neutral view, we think. And yet the reality is that we all have a bias. I don't mean this in a negative way, but we all see the world based on our own personal experiences, our context, our family. I had a conversation with a family member right before this election who aligns differently than I do politically. And we both shared that we make decisions about who to vote for based on what is best for our personal community. And even with the same intentions in mind, we tend to vote differently. Friends, the goodness of God is reflected in God's ability to see all things, to not be so enveloped in specially tailored media sources or algorithms that are carefully selected for us. When we believe and live into Jesus as King, we recognize our own fallibilities. We recognize that a vote does not determine how we live. Christ does. Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
In connection with that last piece, hallowed be thy name, allows us to remember that God is holy. That when we feel weak or sad or hurt or confused, we can fully rely on God. And in the same way, we can go to God when we are rejoicing, when we are celebrating, when we are excited. God's name alone is holy, which is to say that we are given the gift of being invited to trust in God's power. We trust in God's character so much that even when things are difficult, we know God is still there. For those who are upset over the results of this election, may you trust in God's comfort and God's ability to remind you of your belovedness. And for those who are not upset, may you trust in God's example of humility through Christ and God's reminder to care for those who may not be celebrating, for those whose lives are at risk, or for those in need of goodness. Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. When we pray, hallowed be thy name, we proclaim a truth that God is the one whose way we are seeking. Thy kingdom come is our ask to make that happen. Thy kingdom come is an invitation for God to work and to speak through us to better live in this world. Thy kingdom come as an invitation for God to work and for God to speak through us to better this world that we live in. This is the work Jesus started on earth that is now our job to continue. In Luke 4, Jesus quotes the prophet Isaiah saying, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because God has appointed me to proclaim good news to the poor to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. These instructions are direct reflections of the kingdom or the kingdom that Jesus prayed about. And whether you associate it as such or not yet, these are political instructions. While not tied to a party or a candidate, these words from Isaiah are countercultural and they are radical and they are not entirely safe. They require risk. They require those doing them to sometimes go against the grain, to take a leap of faith, and to listen to God over society, no matter the earthly consequences. Our God, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. This is where we end today. So what then is God's will? We've learned that God's will is communal, about the we over the I. We know that God can be trusted and God wants us to trust God. We believe that God sees us 
and sees each other in expansive ways, ways that break boundaries and party lines. And God calls us to see each other in that way too. And we learn that God's will requires us to follow in Jesus's footsteps to do the work. And sometimes, and maybe often even, that work will be hard and dangerous. God is asking us to be in covenant with God, to partner with God and with one another in this enormous, holy feat, to create a kind of world on earth that reflects the heavenly one. Fortunately, or unfortunately, we can't reasonably pray for Trump or Biden for a certain candidate or party to win an election. John Wesley, he wrote this study guide on the Lord's Prayer, and he refers to it as the prayer that contains all we can reasonably pray for. And so again, fortunately or unfortunately, we can't reasonably pray for Trump or for Biden to win this election. Yet the Lord's Prayer teaches us that there is so much power in our prayers and that our faith is bigger and more powerful than the results of an election. There are no term limits on being a Christian. There are no term limits on being a Christian. Our work is not changing whether our political leadership does or not, because Jesus has not changed. Hebrews 13, 8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and tomorrow. So church, this is my call and my question to you. Will you take that seriously? Will you as individuals and as a church take seriously the call to continue living like Jesus, releasing the captives, bringing good news, and giving power back to those who have been oppressed? Will you accept the power that God has given us to pray this prayer, not only with our mouths, but with our actions? We do not have the privilege of waiting to bring the kingdom to earth. We cannot wait or sit around or stand guard for another four years or look to our neighbors to do the work of the gospel. It is here and it is awaiting our response. And so I am urging you and challenging you to do this work with me. Let us pray. God of us all, the Republicans and the Democrats and the in-betweens, you see us and you know us. We thank you for your breadth of knowledge and of wisdom, which will always be bigger than our own. God, as your holiness abounds, give us the strength and the faith to trust in your vision one that further calls us to action, to justice, and to relationship. Bring us closer to your truth, that this world reflects your heavenly kingdom here and now. In your name we pray. 
Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Be sure to follow us on our social medias and check out our website for more information on what goes on in this faith community. Have a wonderful day and know that you are loved.